Hello and welcome to episode number 308 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Finally did it man. We finally did it. I <sighs> can't believe we made it. We took a little uh, little week off last week and now we're back and it's definitely one of those surreal moments that we have finally seen this movie. Um I can suddenly start living like a normal human being again, which is pretty nice. What's that like? Um, yeah, I don't know. I haven't gotten used to it yet because I'm like, oh, yeah, I need to like unmute all these words and accounts <laughs> that I've had muted on, on social media for the last few weeks. Um, I love just yeah. having the word nope like muted on social media. <laughs> like, what does that even mean? <laughs> I know. <laughs> like I tried. And yeah, like luckily I didn't get anything spoiled, which is Ooh. that in itself is probably the biggest win out of everything. Um, because yeah. I didn't expect it. Well, well, you know, we talked about it a lot on the show, but when we found out that we had that three week delay, um, for me, it was like, oh, this... yeah, I was like, this movie's going to get spoiled. Now I'm going to see an image or something. Um, and the fact that that didn't happen is kind of mind blowing really um but yeah we've seen nope and now we can talk about it in all its glory um but first a little bit of news this week uh, a few really interesting things actually one of these just came like an hour ago so uh luckily we got it in in time because i'm sure we'll have some things to say about it um that'll be the second news story but first i had this one in here because um it's a tv show um coming to netflix which uh, we've had mixed uh, opinions on shall we say this year um with their tv offerings um but one show that i'm very excited for um coming later this year is uh, del toro's uh, cabinet of curiosities that this is kind of his new horror anthology show um that we've known about for a while and basically we have a date now which is october 25th um so this is like seemingly netflix's big halloween offering um nice. though, though there is obviously the flanagan show isn't there so i'm curious how close that will drop to this um mm. You never know with Flanagan. You never know. No, exactly. Um, but yeah, this is coming out then. And obviously, for what we know about this is this is um, eight stories. And I believe each episode has two stories. So it'll just be four episodes. Um, and what's wild about this with Netflix trying seemingly every trick um to kind of delay their releases you know we've seen part one or what was it volume one volume two for stranger oh, things where they God, two episodes. We um we see all these mixed you know things so this is hilarious because it's oh yeah and with obviously fear street it was like oh yeah one movie every week this is episode one drops on on the 25th and then the next four days we then get the rest of the season <laughs> So between yeah, the 25th and the 28th is when this drops. And it's just like, it's just fucking pointless, isn't it? It's like, why not just, it's four episodes anyway. I believe it's four episodes. I could be wrong with that. I know it's eight stories and it seems like it's two stories per episode. Um, yeah. But either way, this whole thing is dropping across four days. Um, and it, it's just, it just doesn't make sense. Like, yeah. like uh, we, we shouldn't care about it. And I, I don't really care about it other than like to voice and moan on a podcast mm. do you know what i mean like uh, ultimately it won't really affect me that much but like you know we lived in a world for so long that weekly television worked yeah. and it was that event weekly television and it was like okay that makes sense and then netflix was like cool but we'll just dump it all out instantly and you can just watch it just binge watch it do what you want the whole season's there and i'm like okay cool that works but like anything in between that it just feels like bullshit to me yeah 
It really does. And I think with this, I, I'm not too bothered because with an anthology thing as well, oh. these are going to be pretty short. That I, I probably will watch these when they drop because I'll be excited to check them out. But yeah, it's just... It's, just yeah, it's not cohesive as well. Like, it doesn't sound like there's an overall arc of them. So you can watch them a la carte and it doesn't matter. So like... Yeah, like I say, it's fine. It doesn't offend me. It's just, it just is dumb. Yeah, it really is. It's just like, why? It, it, it just confuses mm. people as well. Because obviously, the, when the first day it comes out, they'll be like promoting it and stuff. And people mm. want to check it out. And they'll just see like, what, one episode of two Coming stories? Tomorrow. Yeah, and it was, it's just weird. Um, and normally it's see-through with their kind of delaying content to keep the subscriptions. But this just seems like doing it across four days isn't going to help that anyway. So I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, mm. But the actual show itself, they did release a trailer for it, That's and cool. I think I think the show looks awesome. Like I mm. love the trailer. It was Del Toro talking over the whole thing, seeing him there, um, and it was perfect because it didn't really tell you about the actual individual episodes. It showed a lot of footage that all looked great, really dark, amazing creature design. But it was him just talking about what he was trying to achieve with the show, and he's just one of those people that I just love hearing him talk about horror. Um, like, he is one of those people that we all wish we were. He's the hardcore fan who is like ridiculously talented and makes his dreams come true um so i i yeah i'm really really excited for this it looks absolutely great it's it's definitely what i'm looking forward to at the minute um so yeah we'll we'll have that and to look forward to in halloween um this next one yeah on the opposite end of the spectrum of something that i should be excited for but at this point i just don't care um we got the news hot off the presses just now you probably wouldn't have even seen this in fact that no way. The the tenth instalment in the Saw franchise has a release date. No way. No way. So yeah, next October, which thankfully is actually coming back to Halloween because that was already so stupid what they did with the last couple. Um, but yeah, it's coming out October twenty seventh next year for whatever that means. Um, clearly, they haven't got to piss their pants because there isn't a Halloween movie coming out next year. So like, taking <laughs> the ground in case right. any of us set let's decent announce it now back. before yeah before they decide to put another Halloween movie out. Well, there's already murmurings of we're going to get like finally because it seems like a lot of the court cases are being resolved like potentially friday the 13th news later this year and so i it makes me wonder if they're like already shitting themselves like oh it's gonna be october next year the big return the 13th installment Um, i don't know why i say that like oh i hope so after like what we've had with halloween like what like i should really want these franchises just to stay still but i'm like i'm such a little bitch that the second they announce like a a friday the 13th or or God, if they announced a Nightmare on Elm Street, mm. I'd get so pumped, like, just irrationally pumped when... I mean, to be fair, I, I like the last Friday the 13th movie, so oh, unlike most... Was the, yeah, the remake was awesome. I absolutely mm, loved that. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I'm with you, where it's like, we want to get hyped for these things, and we're not going to be like a mm. downer just for the sake of it, but obviously bringing it back to this new story, like, I can't hmm. uh, we've done it so long it, it's the thing that's been documented <laughs> most as part of this podcast because we've you know unfortunately covered um the last two which were dreadful um and so this being like the 10th installment obviously seven was a piece of shit as well so it's like the last three have been really bad um, I'm gonna say it's a fascinating movie for the podcast because we've done our our retrospective mm. as well so like like our our detailed thoughts on the franchise are there and then like more your crushing just like despair of the last movie as mm. well. Um yeah. I mean what 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 would you like? Like what can they do to to please you at this point? Would it be a remake? Like what what you know what would you want like would you want some sort of continuation of this convoluted like timeline at this point? 
I really don't know. I think to to finish this off because we do have the the director, which is a big deal, mm-hmm. um, and that's all we have right now. So we don't have anything else. But um, the director is, I believe, it's pronounced Kevin Gruter, who so he he has been around the franchise since the start. Um, he edited the first five movies. He then directed six and seven. Um, so he is another one of these names that has been around for a long time. Uh, you know, was there when it was at its best. Um, directed Saw 6 which is a very good Saw movie as, as far as being the 6th one as well it's definitely better than it had any right to be um, no question about that Saw 7 obviously he directed in my opinion the worst Saw movie as well so he's he's 50-50 in terms of one very you know, pretty good or well, I'd say good um, and then one absolutely abysmal Saw movie um, but I think ultimately it just shows you where Saw is at I don't think there's a clamour for for lack of a better word really talented filmmakers to make a saw film i don't think people give a shit i think they're out there there's 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 certain franchises that especially because saw is so new you think about like the generation of people that grew up watching saw isn't there like it is with a lot of these other franchises um and so why they get someone like kevin with with all due respect for him i hope he knocks it out of the park but it's like it doesn't excite me it shows you that they're making the same mistakes that they've made in the past where obviously darren coming back um mm. Errol was like a way bigger deal because he directed saw two three and four uh, two and three are amazing um you know the best two sequels and so for him to come back and make such a bad saw movie and i said it at the time for me this is all about the writing the main reason why the last three sequels have all sucked is because of the writing like even mm. if they said you know I mean, obviously, if, like, James Wan was returning or something mind-boggling like that, it would be crazy. But there's, like, a whole host of directors that you could attach to this. But as long as the writing is still not there, like, they're going to make the same mistakes again. I bet it's going to be some variation of the same people that have wrote the last three movies. Because it's always the same couple of names pop up. They always add one or two. It's always about four different writers. And it's always, like, a couple that you recognize with a couple of new fresh faces. And it's just not the way to do it. Um so as far as your question like i don't know this this clearly shows that they're sticking with the franchise it seems i'd be Mm -hmm. shocked if this is an overhaul especially with how quickly it's coming off the back of the last two um i think it's way too quick to do like a complete overhaul which i honestly saw does need right now when you have three bad sequels back to back you can't keep going back to the same well and (laughs) expecting different results it's just silly Um, yeah well you can because they continue to make money like even spiral which did terrible by saw standards made about 40 million and these movies are just so fucking cheap to make like you can make a saw movie for under five mil easy um you don't have to promote it the same old idiots like me are gonna watch it and and you're gonna make money um and that's just the sad reality of saw at this point so i know this is like such a, a, a miserable response but at this moment in time i'm just so down on saw and seeing this announcement today just filled me with nothing but contempt and i was just like really like you guys are learning nothing are you um do you you have any excitement can you can you be the positiveness to this (laughs) i'm sorry bro i don't i don't think you've come to the right place (laughs) i think think, um i'm yeah i'm the same as you and and like i hadn't heard the news until you announced it and like i my, my honest reaction was nothing. Mm. Like I just, I just don't feel anything for the franchise anymore. Like, which is the saddest thing. Like a franchise that I love so much, I'm just like, it just doesn't move the needle for me anymore. Where I'm like, oh, okay, I never saw a movie. Like mm. I've seen too many in a row that suck. Like you know, the, the last three I didn't enjoy. So you know, and the, the you know, 
the only reason why Seven has any sort of like like credibility is because the last two sucked more. Mm. That's the only reason why. Like that's a bold statement. Anyone... <laughs> like it's just yeah, maybe they didn't. I mean, they all just sucked. That's the thing. Like yeah. yeah, and so I'm just like I'm. I can't. Yeah. Uh, I, I I can't get excited for it anymore. And yeah, and, until we hear more. And like you say, the fact that it's a person that um has been so linked to the movies and everything else. It just feels like it's part of the same rinse and repeat cycle. Mm. Um, so, yeah. It's nothing against these people personally, but it gets no, no. like Kevin who he's, he's has this history of sore, but you look at what he's done outside of it. He's directed two horror movies. He directed Jezebel in 2014 and he directed Jackals in 2017. These aren't memorable horror films. Like he, he's a guy who's barely going to get to make horror films it, outside of he was a part of a group a part of a team that made a really successful franchise um and so i feel like he is just living off that past at this point and so yeah it just it's just everything about this fills me with pain because I, I want it to be at this point i want saw to be sold um i don't trust lionsgate and twisted twisted pictures with this anymore i i think it's just they're just going to keep doing the same thing over and over again and everything about this speaks that and like i say i cannot the final nail that i'm waiting for before i have no interest in this is hearing who's writing it um because I, that's the only thing like if they could if they somehow pulled it out of the bag and was like oh yeah james wan and and lee Winnell are going to co-write the new saw movie i'd be like well fucking a but like that's clearly not going to happen um so yeah yeah. I mean, that's like the only thing that would uh, like get me get me back in. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Impossible. Yeah, definitely. Or just anyone, like just anyone who wants to. It's just it's very disappointing. Mm. I mean, and lastly, this kind of ties us into Nope, um, because obviously this movie has been out for a good few weeks, as we well know. Um, so we can talk a bit about the box office as we go into talking about this film, um, because yeah, it's been out a while, and it's it's. This is one of the more fascinating box offices of the year to talk about because you can actually phrase this as a huge success or a pretty big failure. Um, I, I definitely wavered more towards success because for multiple reasons, which we'll get into. But basically, the movie opened for uh, uh, forty-four million dollars in the in the states. Um, which was the biggest opening for an original movie since us um that is not a horror movie that is not r-rated that is not any other thing just any original film oh. released and as we well know which was mind-blowing to me at the time in 2019 when that happened with us that was the biggest original opening since avatar so this is crazy like we'll talk about some numbers a bit more in a minute but to do that record it purely means that people are going out to see it because it's jordan peele um and say, we're, we're we're talking like multiple nolan movies yeah, that, multiple nolan movies tarantino so once yeah. upon a time in hollywood opened to 41 million you know that's less than what nope just came out that is quentin tarantino starring brad pitt and leonardo dicaprio and margot robbie like free a-listers like that is mind-blowing um and so that in itself is shocking like it's unbelievable and and again this is when you want to start comparing it to other things and maybe it's a letdown it's way worse than us um us open to 71 so it's a huge drop off from that also the budget for this movie is astronomical um the, the budget for nope is is about 68 million um 
which is crazy considering Get Out was about four and a half and Us was 20. Um, so obviously this is be... really hard to like CG, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, just, I mean, anything, anything to CG. And there is a lot of stuff that needed to CG in this, as we'll get into. But like, that is where all of that money goes and you can burn free cash so quickly when you need these level of effects. Um, so that's when you really get into the nitty gritty of like, okay, how is this movie doing? Overall, now it's been out for a few weeks. I, it, I believe it's made 108 million stateside, um, and it's made about six worldwide because because no one cares outside of the states. Um, and they made their choice. They made it well. Exactly. And so again, another crazy thing is Jordan's first three movies have all made over 100 million at the US box office. That in of itself is incredible. The fact that they're all R rated to do that is, is again, mind blowing that, you know, he's doing things that no one's ever done before. Um, So that in of itself is crazy. But then, yeah, when you look at it, it's made, yeah, about 114 at this point. Um, With that budget plus a considerable marketing, like this movie is probably going to break even um, or it'll make a small loss or a small profit. Like this is isn't going to be a, an overwhelming success in terms of a profit um it's, I th- it's just crazy like i think that when you talk about that one of the things that disappoints me a lot is that that, that um you know these original ips clearly mm. aren't getting seen yeah and that like when you think of these people like a nolan or i don't know edgar wright like last year and it's like these people can't put out an original IP with any sort of budget because they're not getting seen. Yeah, you know, unless you have unless you have a license or you're or you have a Marvel property or you know something like that, an existing IP, like you're, you're just not going to get your movie seen, and it doesn't matter who you are. No, really, like, you look at it last year, like, Edgar Wright had a movie that flopped, Del Toro had a movie that flopped. Yeah, James Wan. James Wan, even Steven Spielberg came out with West Side Story, it completely flopped. Like, it's, it really is crazy, and and again, to tie it back to that thing that you just mentioned of the whole original film, you know, the record that Jordan now has twice, that is... It's incredible for him and it's awesome to see, but it's also like really frustrating and quite scary mm. because I kept I kept thinking to myself, this can't be true. I was like, this yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah, as you were saying it, I'm like, I'm sure he's done his research on this, but this sounds wrong. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's on Box Office Mojo, and, and they would know. And, and, but it's like you look at it, and you think, and you're like, okay, so who are the big directors? So there's Tarantino, and there's Nolan, and, you, and then you look at their recent movies, and, and they haven't done as big as Jordan's opening weekends. And it's obviously those movies have had longer tails. They've made more money overall. They've made more money worldwide as well. You know, this record that we're talking about is specifically stateside, and Jordan is, you know, very popular in the States and has such a minuscule fan base outside of the United States, um, whereas, like, Christopher Nolan and Tarantino obviously have a bigger fan base worldwide um because they've been around for so much longer um but yeah it's i do love talking about this i like talking about box office anyway but especially with someone like jordan like this is fascinating and and also as i mentioned with the comparison to once upon a time in hollywood like this has no one in it that's remotely close to being a film star that's the thing yeah so when you compare that to like you say it like you know direct comparison to once upon a time in hollywood it beat it by three million like that in itself is crazy to me um so yeah I was say, you have you know you have people like brad pitt that are launching like original ips just mm. because he's in it yeah let alone the fact that you have a tarantino brad pitt and i don't know dicaprio exactly yeah so it is wild so like i'm really happy that he gets to do it but obviously i think ultimately the biggest conversation here is that budgets need to be 
taken into consideration because he's. I thought you were going to say the movie and then transition. It's just because, uh, again, the fact that you can remotely center this in a negative angle, which you absolutely can. And I think it's a fair thing to say because there is a, a chance that this movie isn't profitable. And it's like, how can that be if this is the yeah, biggest launch for an original movie since us? You know, he couldn't have done anything more. And and it's and it's probably not going to be profitable like that. That's yeah, something that's something doesn't add up there. Um, obviously, yeah. it just shows you that. And obviously, again, where you can really say this has fell off is the difference between 44 million and us as 71. Like that is a huge, huge difference. And obviously, mm. you want to see an upward trajectory for a director so for him to make like you know almost half what his last movie made in the, in the same sort of thing is is bad no question about it mm. um but yeah shall we shall we shall we finally talk about the film i think it's time let's talk about jordan peele's nope Ah uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, we've seen the movie. We've seen it, bro. Wow, I don't even know. I don't <laughs> even know where. I like. I genuinely don't even know where to begin. Like, I don't know how to synopsize this. Mm. I I cannot wait to hear what you think of this. I we we've had zero conversations about this film prior to this. Yeah, we've we have exchanged two messages to each other about this movie <laughs> that both said no to each other. Just so we knew that we'd both seen it. And I already feel like you're, I've got a gauge on how you feel via the tone of your nope. Really? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I mean, we have seen it. Um, I guess like kind of a synopsis until I start talking about monkeys and then you need to cut me off. <laughs> um Basically, uh, our film kind of centers around the Haywood family, um, OJ and uh, Emerald, uh, brother and sister, whose kind of father has um, passed away. Kind of, we see that in the opening scene of the movie or one of the opening scenes of the movie. Um, and they, as you kind of, if you've seen the trailer, you kind of get their whole like promo, if you like, where basically they are kind of. Um, they, they live on like a ranch where they kind of um, rear and train horses for, for Hollywood movies and kind of have, have been doing this since the uh, the dawn of the movie industry, as we find out in kind of A, the trailer, and B, kind of early on in this movie. And kind of, you know, they're, they're struggling to still kind of stay relevant and stay in the business and kind of feel that kind of need for their father's kind of legacy to keep it going. And... Um, but need to make money, basically. Mm. Um, I mean, I guess, I don't even know how cagey to be about spoilers and stuff. I guess kind of, you know, a lot of it is in the trailer in terms of where basically OJ kind of sees something, a, a UFO in the, in the sky, kind of something in the sky, and kind of him and Emerald kind of hatch a plan to um, get the Oprah shot. They kind of, they, they coin the phrase where they want a money shot, basically, of this UFO so they can sell it and kind of, you know, use that to fund the ranch and kind of keep, save everything. You know, he's, OJ is having to sell his horses off to a local kind of, um, what, a, a host of an, a kind of a weird kind of, you know, mm. we, 
we'll move on to that character. Was it Dupe uh, character at yeah. some point? Um, but but yeah, and kind of you know they need they need to kind of save their ranch, and in doing so, they kind of come up with this idea where basically they want to photograph this UFO and figure out what the hell this thing is, and kind of you know the movie is then you know them trying to unpack kind of what is OJ seeing, and more importantly, how can they capture it on film and get the Oprah shot? Hey, mm. um, and and yeah, monkeys. <laughs> that that was my cue to stop. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's some stuff um, that ties into a character's backstory, which we yeah we don't really need to go into yeah. now because it's not not relevant to the main plot, I guess. No, uh, I, yeah, I can't I, I can't wait anymore, bro. I, I need to, I need to hear you talk about this movie. I just need to know where we're at. Oh, man, I don't even know where to start. Um, <laughs> like, oh god, it's so difficult. It, it's it, it, it's gonna it's gonna always sound like a and there's a butt coming but i guess there always is but like it's it's a really enjoyable film i i really liked it i had a great time watching it um and i just i feel like that's almost where the conversation should stop um i think it's a really entertaining film to see at the cinema and i was thoroughly entertained um i think the reason why the words such as disappointment might start creeping in um is because of everything that precedes it the reputation this is jordan peele's third film you know his last two movies are two of my favorite movies of all time um and i even said it on the podcast earlier this year sort of in jest really knowing that there was no way it could possibly happen um that if his third movie i liked as much as his first two he probably would be my favorite director of all time um and i think it was almost knowing that at the time being like there's just no way he's going to do it three times in a row and for me, he didn't, um, because he made just a very enjoyable film that is kind of exactly what you'd expect it to be um, about this very basic story, a, a, a mainly just the two siblings with a few other characters, but, you know, mainly one other one, which we'll get into, um, and them trying to capture a, a UFO. And that's the course of a vast majority of the movie. It's very entertaining. It's beautifully shot. Um, it looked incredible on the IMAX, um, the sound as well. And when it ended, I was like, yeah, that was, and I was thoroughly tense and enjoying it. And, and by the end, I was like, oh, shit, this is really going some places. And then the movie ended. And then I was kind of like, this just doesn't have the level of, I guess, thought that I thought it would have. Um, it all just feels quite easy for, for Jordan. Um, again, it's it's done super well. But I feel like the writing is something that was so exceptional in his two previous movies. Um, and especially Us. Obviously, Get Out got the acclaim and it won the Oscar, rightly so, and all of that stuff. But I feel like when you look into what he did with Us and the kind of deep ho horror lore and meaning he put into every single thing that was in that film... Um, I don't think this movie has that same level. I, I could be wrong and maybe I'm just missing it, but this just feels like he wanted to just make a very entertaining UFO summer movie. And I think he did that. Um, but I, I guess expected more from a Jordan film. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult. Cause I, I come out of it being like, yeah, I really enjoyed that, but because of who it is, it feels like a disappointment. And I don't know if that's, way too much hope and expectation i also wonder just 
because there's so many different things that we'll we'll get to but this whole delay thing i can't ignore it um because mm. part of watching the movie and i said it on the podcast like at the end of the day all the delay bullshit aside the movie is the movie and we'll, and we'll enjoy it as such which is which is true but it's not the full story because especially covering films for this podcast i love the entire adventure of it you know one mm. of my favorite movies for this podcast still is free from hell because of that that overall journey that we went on for yeah. years and obviously that's like the the best example ever but yeah. even so many of the different ones like last night in soho and seeing that first trailer and being excited and getting to see it on day one and all of that stuff whereas you've, you've got you've got both sides of the coin mm. you know once you've seen a movie all the other bullshit is over and done with but also mm. you can only see a movie for the first time once yeah you know and 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 that experience if it's a dog shit experience it will stay with you and if it's a fantastic experience it will stay with you you know we've we've been in situations where seeing a movie you know seeing um you know chucky on the big screen at fright fest is just the ultimate experience of that and it would elevate it much higher mm. than seeing it on demand on a, on an ipad you know and and you know there are just different experiences of a first time and like this one was dampened because of it for, for sure yeah, because it's just all those those weeks of hype, and we, we talked about it on the show. Like, I'd love to have been going into it with with massive excitement, not and not just putting the blinders on and having to act like it didn't exist for three weeks, and mm. getting to speculate and what do we think this is going to happen? Whereas it's like, well, we can't do that because the answers are already out there, and it's just all of that stuff is super frustrating. And and now it's almost like, am I only looking at that because I didn't enjoy this movie as I perhaps thought I would or not? But it, it's all part of it, and so it's worth discussing. But um, there's many different things I want to go into, but yeah overall um i did really like it and it's a, it's a real i think it's a great film no question about it but like my gut feeling obviously after only seeing it once is the reason why the word disappointing would come in is i don't think this is even remotely on the level of his first two movies in my opinion um what, what did you make of it please tell me you liked it as much as get out on us i uh, i i like this movie significantly less than you oh really um <laughs> yeah I, I was I was very disappointed. It, it sucks so bad. Like I am, like the way I feel um, about mm. this movie sucks so bad. Where I, I do like as you were talking, and I'm like, oh yeah, Jordan just wanted to make a, a UFO summer blockbuster, and I'm like, I wonder if I rewatch this movie with that lens, would I feel differently? Mm. But I just kind of, you know, I. I, d I don't think this movie has any real kind of, you know, I mean, not that this really matters too much, but it doesn't really have any real horror elements or anything like that. It's, it's a very, you know, it is a step away. And, and like, like you said, you know, it does feel more like he is going for a summer blockbuster kind of with his own take on that. Um, you know, apart from the gaudy stuff that, that, you know, that we'll, we'll perhaps get onto. I think that's the only part of the movie that's, that is horror. Um, but I, I just kind of, I, I wasn't excited for the journey of, you know, what I described, them just trying to capture a picture of a UFO. It's kind of what this whole movie is about. And it is, um, you know, all I, I don't think we, it's getting too spoilery, but it's, you know, that, that is pretty much what we're doing, you know, for majority of the movie. If there are twists and turns, and there are twists and turns at the end, there are reveals, but I, I, I just genuinely felt, and like I say, it, it may just be that, you know, our expectations were just in a different place, but I was just waiting for it to take that, like, turn and be like, you know, and it's weird because obviously, like, with Us, we kind of saw in the trailer what Us was going to be. 
Mm. Like the, the 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 crux of us was in the trailer. We got what we expected, but but what we got in the trailer was was something that it really interested me, and then I was excited to see it unpack. Whereas with this, I was like, oh, okay, the trailer's like interesting because it's a Jordan Peele movie, but like I don't really want just them looking at looking for a UFO for the entire movie. And then when that happened, I just kind of yeah, I didn't I didn't really you know I wasn't super like invested in in any of the characters i think you know for me visually the movie didn't blow me away um i I saw the movie in imax as well and i just wasn't like i wasn't crazy blown away by the visuals and and more importantly you touched upon sound like i the the sound of like the ufo and just like the sound of like when they were being chased or anything like that again felt to me super generic and super like to the point where I'm like, oh, I'm waiting for the the the, the twist. Like I'm waiting because this is so like the, the the sounds and everything that I get all the time that I'm waiting for it to be like, oh yeah, we're all on a stage the whole time. <laughs> and like it just I, like I say, I don't know whether it was just that my expectations were expecting a different, completely different movie to what I got. So therefore, it just made me even more put out by it. But I just I just didn't I didn't have a great time um and, and when the movie ended i mean yeah this movie's not terrible like i i sound like this movie's terrible it's certainly not terrible um but but for a jordan peele movie like this is, a, this is a huge disappointment for me i think it's um you know if this had been his first movie and then he'd have gone on to like i'd have been like oh, okay you know there's stuff here blah 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 and then he does get out then he does us like i can see like this natural progression but this felt this feels to me like a significant step back and kind of, you know, when we talk about, you know, when you talk about going into this, the the massive increase in budget that he's gone for on this as well. It just I just feel like I don't it, it, it just didn't work for me. Um, yeah, I, I like I say I came out of this really disappointed. I think for me, like the, the opening scene happened with Gordy. Like um, what what is Gordy? Is he a chimpanzee? Yeah. What is he? Yeah, he's a chimpanzee. Um, yeah, so like we get the opening scene with Gordy the chimpanzee, and I was like captivated by that scene. I was like, Jesus Christ, what the hell? Is, what is this? Like, uh, you know, I thought I was getting a UFO movie. There's something like this chimpanzee that's like terrifying, staring at the screen. Um, and, uh, you know, and then, and then uh, the the rest of the movie just didn't capture me like that. The only parts of the movie that ever captured me like that was when we got Gordy flashbacks. Like I want the Gordy prequel. I, I I hope I hope he's done um, a la X, and we've got the Gordy prequel already filmed to come out in six months. Because because well, I would watch Jordan Peele's Gordy, huh? I feel like that would make a lot of sense having seen this movie because I feel like that is where all of the best story stuff is. Um, and mm. it's it is a problem when your B story is more interesting than your A story. But like, it's a story. I, you know, it has a whole backstory with the show of Gordy's the home. Theme park with the, the, mm. the you know. Um... There's just so much there that you can like actually latch on to as opposed to the Haywood stuff is it's so basic. Like say the the 30 seconds that we got told in the trailer is their entire characters and story throughout this entire two and a two hour film. Um, you, you get nothing past that. No new plots developments or or development anything it's just like, okay, they've got this history and they're hanging on to it and that's it. And I feel like that's, 
a real disappointment that the, the real lack of characters i mean that's easily one of the worst things about this film i think is the 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 lead two characters are just really devoid of character mm. um they, they're just not really anything like you say other than um oh we're just trying to get this ufo on camera there's like a, a real he falls back on comedy a lot in this film in a way that surprised me given how he didn't do that at all in his last two films um we think with 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 us i mean sorry with get out it was mainly you know it was it was the side character back home kind of the definitely. comedic relief yeah it was always um, connected from the main plot in our in, in get out and then like I say us had like almost no comedy um and so for the for the main two leads to have a lot of comedy stuff you then introduce um is it angel or just angel like this other character who this this should have been like a breath of fresh air at this point you're like okay you're introducing this wider guy he's gonna be like this ufo freak blah 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 he was a rubbish character i didn't like anything about the character or the performance um every time he popped up in a scene it, it only made it worse um which is shocking given how like low the bar was with the other two characters anyway and like what you mentioned, I think Steven's character, Jupe, is by far the best character. Um, he's super underutilized in the entire film. Mm -hmm. um, he has a super unsatisfying ending arc to his character as well, um, which really makes for the finale to be not as interesting as it could have been. Um, and I think that's a real... Again, to, to me, it all boils down to the writing of, like, almost nothing about this feels like it was written by Jordan Peele. I, I can't see any of the the no. character, the the horror lore. I mean, you, I don't want to go too, too much into it because I always find the conversations about genre boring, but this really is, yeah. like... Get Out was, Get Out was an amazing film that definitely is a horror movie, but I can see if people don't want to claim it as such. When he returned, he made about as much of a horror movie Ooh, as he possibly Lord. could make. Yeah, unless you're James Wan, who's a psycho. <laughs> but, yeah. You, know, you don't get much more horror than... <laughs> than Get Out. Definitely. Yeah, we all, you unless all you're going to make the yeah, we all remember him tweeting saying like "Us is a horror movie" and all that stuff, mm. and it and it really felt like he doubled down on his audience from Get Out. The the us, you know, like actually us, not like the oh I want to watch it because Get Out won an Oscar. He's appealing to you know he forgot he didn't forget that the Get Out was a Bloomhouse horror film, and that's what made him, mm. and he doubled down on that. This is like the opposite, and this is almost like what you would imagine his follow up to Get Out would be, which is you made a movie which was the idea that you've had forever and you just knocked it out of the park and now suddenly you just get given the biggest budget possible load of money um, yeah. and they just go just make a bit make us a big summer movie um and, and make a movie that's got a message but that mm. message just hasn't been crafted for years and it's just a very like oh yeah it's just the ideal of you know capturing you know just chasing this dream that's not going to pay off blah 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 and it's just you know none of it none of it really is you know i mean you think of like us and and get out and in particular get out and like you know you could have conversations for hours about the story the meaning behind it mm. and the story's incredible if you don't want to think about the meaning for a second mm. i think with this movie the 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 story is devo devoid of an interesting plot and the meaning is very surface level uh, the, the, um, after watching this movie i spent a huge portion of time just trying to 
glean yeah. meaning and find interesting stuff in this film and just kept replaying scenes and, and trying to tie them together and be like okay so what was this trying to say and it just i can't find that substance that his previous movies had like in us it's dripping from every single sequence yeah. whereas with this i'm like there's certain scenes where i go what was even the point of that scene other than it had like a funny ending or it was visually kind of interesting i think also Ooh. to bring it back to the trailer while i remember because uh, one mm. of the biggest elephants in the room which which what i was saying kind of at the start of the year was i don't think this is a film about ufos um mm. and because of the first trailer and the first trailer has all of the trolls in it which i successfully debunked as trolls um and they're all trolls in this movie and they're pretty much the only trolls in the movie as well you know yeah. we get the, we get the hand under the table we get obviously the 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 little figure that popped its head over the desk which is so obviously the mask that we see in another shot in the trailer so like all of those scenes i'd already knew were bullshit so when they played out in the film i was like yep you're getting me with these bullshits and then there there isn't really that many other ones is there to make you think that no, there's no some, there's going to be some big reveal because you get all the early trolls and then the movie just goes right here's what the actual movie's about and you go oh wow i was really expecting this to be more but okay and then like i say for me i enjoyed the ride while i was on it and i was entertained but this is a movie that is like this is such a popcorn flick to me and, it, and it's not the type of movie that i obviously vibe with of just like i went to the cinema you switch off your brain you have a good time and then you don't think about it again i think that's what purpose this movie serves um and that's really disappointing for many reasons for the podcast it's massively disappointing because we don't you know want films like that we want films that we can actually have interesting discussions about but then when you think about what he's built over the last five years and for us as fans i think this is like so disappointing because I'm like, oh, he just made a movie that was good and is fun. And I think, again, to tie it back to an earlier point, I think this is purely made for the casual audience. And I think that that's why the budget makes sense of like they were hoping this movie's done extremely well, but they were probably hoping it could do even better because they're not looking for the horror audience. I don't think they're looking for a sci fi audience. They're not bringing in people because of the stars. You know, they're just trying to make an entertaining summer film, um, which, again, I think he done. But for, for Jordan, we were talking about Jordan Peele here. You know, he's Ooh. that guy that we, we how many times have we name checked him on the show with the likes of Robert Eggers and, and these other directors? And like, imagine well, he's, he's, he was like his that. name has been the pinnacle of, you know, since we've done the podcast, it, it really has been the name that's kind of, you know, shone through along mm. with those couple of others. But I'd say he has been the summit of that because his two movies have been movie of the years yeah you know like um and 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 uh, you know of the decade contenders yeah, you know and, and two of the best five movies we've covered for the show in my opinion yeah which is crazy yeah, yeah i i think that's probably fair and and you know i think um you know movies that stand the test of time as well mm. you know i think that's the other thing is that we will see movies that in the moment we loved and and can and can rank high on our list, but I, I I don't necessarily want to watch again and again. But like Get Out and Us, I've watched frequently, and and every time I do, I get I take away a different slice from it. You know, every viewing experience feels like fresh to me, and and I, and I and I have different thoughts every time. But but with this movie, you know, circling back to it, I just I I didn't have a good time in the moment as well. Like I, I found myself like the worst thing possible in the cinema, like checking my watch constantly thinking like, oh, I wish I'd have known the runtime of this movie before uh, I got into the cinema. Cause I was just sat there. Like, I'm really just like, I need to just see if anything happens at the end. I, I, I started to feel tired. 
like I, I just wasn't, I, I just wasn't jiving with it at all. And I think like, you know, when you talk about it, it was he trying to make a summer blockbuster, a, a popcorn flick that was just enjoyable for a casual? I'm like, okay, if he was doing that, it, it failed at that for me as well. It, it, it I, I didn't find it a, a fun ride. Um, and I think even, you know, the, the visual of the, you know, the, the cloud and kind of the UFO and kind of what that is and everything, I think like it, it, it almost sounded like an idea on paper. I think if this had been like a, a Joe Hill or a Stephen King kind of short story, I'd be like, oh, okay, this UFO that kind of like looks like a cloud and is it a UFO or is it a cloud or is it disguised, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, okay, like in my head, I could probably like visualize that to be quite cool. And then someone turned it into a movie and I'm like, oh, yeah, this looks like a cloud with a kite um, hanging from it, <laughs> like the tray, like the poster. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's not really that cool to look at. <laughs> See, at least something Jordan did give us is, is probably one of our most divisive episodes because even though I think we're still pretty close it sounds like like I definitely disagree with that stuff I, I mm. really love the cloud um, I love the fact that that original image the first thing we ever saw of this movie which was the, the cloud with the bunting coming out of it I love that that played such a pivotal sort of prominent role in the film um, and I really like that. That, that my favourite part of the entire movie was that initial reveal when they show you the time-lapse footage and you see that there's this one stationary cloud that hasn't moved in the sky and, and i definitely really... like that as, as an idea like i say i feel like as an idea where i was like oh that's pretty cool that it's like hiding in plain sight mm. like but then it just just visually then didn't do any apart from that one scene it just didn't do anything for me beyond that then yeah, see, I don't mind. I, I, I visually, I did like this film. Obviously, it, overall, it's disappointing for many reasons. I, I like the visuals and the directing. I think the writing is by far the least, you know, one of the worst things about this compared to his two other previous movies, especially lack of characters, lack of interesting mm -hmm. characters, lack of good performances. I mean, think about just the level of acting in his two previous films compared to this. And obviously Daniel is like the perfect one to compare because he's mm -hmm. literally in two of them. And like compare his character from Get Out to his character in this movie. It's Daniel's just not in exactly disappointing in this movie, wasn't he? You know, he was, he was it, genuinely it, rubbish. And I, I was stunned because I didn't think Daniel was the lead in a jordan peele movie could be anything other than amazing like he wasn't getting out um, um so, so that was a well, huge disappointment like, uh, a character that we've not talked about is the kind of cameraman guy oh yeah the, uh, the guy god and antlers was he called or something or um is and that... he, he um he's like the director guy yeah yeah and he was like so confusing in this movie because we had the opening scene that's kind of the like i say it's the kind of introduction commercial. to the family that we've yeah the commercial that we kind of saw in the trailer and i, I kind of thought that was it like mm. we were done with those guys and then it was like they were trying to capture the shot and they bring him back to like film it and it just it just all of that felt super awkward his character was just devoid of of anything like i i had no idea who he was i didn't care he was like popping these pills and it was, was he ill or, or was he not ill like i just didn't like None of it made any sense to me where I cared. Like, I just, he, it just felt like an absolute time waste, his character. Um, like, I don't know, did, did you, like, <laughs> have, have a slightly positive opinion of him, like, unlike me, or, or were you kind of similar? 
I thought he was dreadful. I, I thought he, mm. he he felt like he fell out of a different movie um, because I think yeah. tonally, at least, there is problems with a lot of the characters in this movie, but they all consistently felt like a cohesive unit. He felt like he was plucked out of a different universe. And, and again, stuff like his character just makes me question everything. And which, is, yeah. which is what I was doing as well because, again, throughout most of the movie, I was just waiting. I was like, something's going to happen. I'm like, it's a Jordan film. We're going to get the lens. Like, even weird stuff like it's... Uh, I can't mention it because it's to do with a spoiler later on, but there's something visually that looked like a callback to something earlier on in the movie. And I was thinking just so many crazy theories in my head of how this was all going to tie together to the to the old Hollywood, you know, man on the horse that we saw in the trailer and the intros. And I thought I was like, it's all going to come together. It's all going to be genius. And it ultimately just doesn't. It, it's just it's so surface level. Me, I don't I don't think. I don't think this will like be a spoiler in any way, but it might just show like listeners that I lost my fucking mind watching this movie <laughs> because um, when you kind of see like the UFO in kind of uh, s- some sort of form, mm. I-, I genuinely thought it was a giant cowboy hat <laughs> where to the point, because, because obviously um, the dupe character kind of has this kind of cowboy hat in the trailer and mm. he wears it like, they kind of make a point in a couple of scenes that he's kind of putting it on and it was quite prominent. And, and then the UFO like looked a bit like a cowboy. I genuinely was like, is this some sort of like giant, like, uh, like how is this going to be a hat of someone? Like, are we going to lift it up and they're like in a little fucking fish tank of like, I kept having scenes of like the end of men in black or something. Uh, so <laughs> I didn't think anything about that, but I had a different crazy scenario involving a hat. Um, <laughs> Which, which again i'm like how this wasn't something i don't know but basically so because i can see why mine wasn't something by the way like yeah. uh, like now i'm removed from it i can i can see why it wasn't this, giant this cat, up. i'm like i want to know if you ever picked up on this or anything so basically this is a this is the opening scene of the movie so this is a very mild mm-hmm. spoiler but obviously um their dad dies and he's yeah. killed by like a metal object falling from the sky and like basically going through his face um mm-hmm. and, and so I'm like, oh, okay, they're going to be terrified of things falling from the sky. And then mm. for the rest of the movie, Daniel's character is wearing a this massive hat, which, like, doesn't sit on his head at yeah. all. It's, like, above his head, basically. And I'm like, he's got something under his hat. Like, I'm thinking he's got some sort of metal thing to protect him. Right. Later on in the movie, that'll be how he overcomes whatever this creature is, because at that point, you don't know what anything is. So I'm like, oh, okay, it's going to be some sort of creature that, like, throws down metal objects, and he's going to use, you know, he's going to have this protection, and that's going to save him and then yeah it's like nope he's just he's just wearing a hat <laughs> he's just wearing a hat badly because he's not got probably i was a little bit fascinated with that hat to the mm. point that because it's one of those like mesh yeah. hats, you can see through it and yeah. i was like on the movie i was staring through it thinking i honestly that i mean i think this was a sign to how bored i was where i was like why do people wear those hats where there's that much gap between your head and the top of the hat that you can see it? And I'm like, why is he wearing it so high? So I, I did have a little bit of obsession with that hat, but I never then thought it was going to be a plot device. I just found it as a way to to keep me entertained when I was a bit bored. Yeah, it's just like overall, it's obviously I'm not where you at because I think you, it sounds like you really didn't like this movie and, and I definitely mm. had a good time, but I'm obviously disappointed. You know, this is... This is Jordan Peele's third movie, and and like you say, as we keep repeating, but for this to just be it, um, and like I say, if if anyone else just released this, if this was just on our docket of oh, it's a cinema horror, so we go watch it, and that's it, I'd have been like, yeah, it's, it was a fun watch, and it would and it would maybe make a top ten, and it was it was good, um, but but when you consider 
everything which you obviously have to it's just i really would love this is a movie more than ever that i just want to know what jordan's mindset was with this mm-hmm. film and whether it was made was it rushed you know we know a lot of the times that they have these they sign these big deals um where they have to get a certain amount of movies out over a certain period of time and you do just wonder where it's like you write an idea like get out which is like once in a lifetime you then write mm-hmm. a movie like us which i think is one of the most brilliantly written horror movies ever and then you just go back to that well for the third time and suddenly you just don't have any ideas and and the idea is oh yeah what if you know this cloud was in the sky and you don't know if it's a ufo or it's something else and then you kind of go with it like but i just mm. think he would fill in better gaps like i keep i'm staring at the wikipedia page now and, and the thing i keep staring at is, is written by jordan peele because it, it just doesn't I, i'm waiting for it to go oh no wait i missed it he only directed this and it was written by someone else Do you know yeah, maybe that's why it's called nope like he's like nope didn't actually write it <sighs> yeah it's just um, yeah when you think about I, it, is that the collective of like oh it's the jordan peele trilogy and stuff i'm like man you think about those other two which i watch at least two or three times a year mm. since their release i I, I don't i have zero desire to watch this again like i'm i'm definitely not going to see it again in the cinema i'm not going to pick it up like as soon as it comes out i'm not in a rush I, I to really watch this film at all it's one of them where i kind of want to just re-watch it now with like the expectations where they're at but i also mm. have no drive to do that at all mm. like it needs to be on some sort of platform that i've already paying for therefore i can just shove it on like you know if it hits a netflix if it hits or whatever at some point which which probably won't happen because his movies don't seem to do that like mm. I, you know um i think it, it's it's funny though because um like you say i think this is a movie where we probably differ on opinion more than almost you know most ever movies Sorry. and if this if this had just been a cold like non-jordan peele movie and you're saying it's like almost top 10 worthy Mm. I'm I'm saying it's not recommend worthy. Really? Like, I think I'm so like, far that's from that. Where we're at, like I, like I mean, like I mean, I guess like going into that, like I would not recommend this to a horror movie podcast listener. Um, I, I you know, I, I don't think it's a a horror movie, but B, I don't think it for me it wasn't an entertaining cinema experience. Like this movie's not awful. It's certainly not awful, but it's not. Um, and even that, like, I feel like I'm only saying that with a caveat because I'm almost like, I, I don't want to shit on him too much because he made two of my favorite you movies. Honestly, just take a step. You don't yeah, think this movie's awful, do you? I don't think, I mean, I just, I really had a bad time. Like, I really didn't enjoy it. Like, I think if you take Gordy out of it, if you take that. <laughs> Gordy's in it. Yeah, but like, not a lot. No. Like, you, take that sub, you take that subplot out of the movie and I almost had no enjoyment. I'm deadly serious. Like you take Gordy and like, like I say, like all of his scenes were the best scenes of the movie. Those, those flashback scenes, he genuinely scared the shit out of me when he was looking at the camera. Um, and I found it fascinating. I found the whole, and then when we got like, um, dupe character kind of reliving it and telling it all, I was like, oh man, that's crazy. Like I really want to see it go down. And then we get the flashbacks and then like, him with this theme park that's about one of these other things, but he has this like hidden background of people. They're mm. like, Oh, there's the poster. And then he opens it up. I was like, Oh, that's a fucking movie. Like that's a fucking movie. I didn't give a shit about this fucking horse ranch with a UFO. I want, yeah. I want this, this movie. And, and that's why you take all of that stuff out. 
the movie that I got, which was the horse ranch and the UFO, I had no interest in. I really didn't. Like, I can't, I can't pretend that I did. It is funny um, how like, I I was fully expecting just a complete troll, and 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 so the fact that the troll was there, you know, the fact that there was potential for this movie to backdoor into something completely different and have the last thirty minutes not remotely be about the stuff going on at this ranch um, is interesting to me. Um, but yeah, we're obviously funneling the horses to this other to dupe as well. I yeah. was like, oh, the second. I, I honestly like. I started to think the second half of this movie is going to be all about dupe and like OJ and the ranch is going to be gone. Like uh, I really wondered if that was going to happen and no dupe just disappears. But yeah, obviously I, I I do like disagree a lot then with with a lot of the things because yeah, this movie is definitely a disappointment, but I still thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I definitely would recommend it to, to fans of the podcast because I think there just isn't enough big budget weird ufo shit out there um and i still enjoy i, that I now stuff. know why <laughs> <laughs> i think yeah uh, it's i mean listen it's the biggest original movie since us um yeah, yeah it's 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 always going to be a disappointment obviously you like you like it considerably less than me and if i'm going to be its biggest defendant then it's not going to get very far because i'm i'm still frustrated with lack of good writing lack of interesting characters overall just very the most average performances ever um considering the hype and and again it's only because of that when you compare it to you have to compare it to his other two movies you just have to you know it's impossible yeah. not to and when you feel, think about, you know? like they they were the you know the best of the year contenders in all of those categories in terms of writing the overall movie the characters and particularly the actors performances and this is like nowhere near that level even on small things like music his mm-hmm. previous two movies had such good music this this has no good music like, i kept thinking like oh what's going to be like the one or two songs that are used in this that i'm going to be listening to and i'm just not like I'm, i've already gone back to listening to last night in soho soundtrack and other film soundtracks i love and, and this is just it's just not up there and it is very very frustrating Before i remember we finish, when we were in the last 20 minutes or so and i thought to myself this movie almost has no songs in it yeah definitely you know, it, it's very devoid of like you know obviously there's you know in the background and stuff but in terms of like yeah with jordan you think of like that big scene of like the neighbor's house and like how mm. that fucking song was used was incredible and how the change of song was used like all of that was just so well done, um, and yeah, with this, there's just there's just yeah, none of that. You know, you think you you, you get you know us had a great soundtrack as well. You know, it's not. I think I'm sorry, Get Out had a great soundtrack as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I do find it interesting because like I feel like the more we talk about it, and not that I'm trying to like get get you to where I want to be. I'd much prefer to be where you are, but it's it is the more you talk about it, it's hard to talk about too much positive because there is just so much in there that is just, again, with Jordan, it's just missed the mark. Yeah. You know, and it is just such a shame. Well, it's like what I said at the start. For me, the best thing about this movie is just go to the cinema, switch off your brain and have a good time. And obviously you didn't get that, but I did. And I think that's where a casual fan might get it. But when you when you really want to like analyze it and think about it as a as a fan of his like we are so strongly a filmmaker this is such a step back yeah it really is and it's this is a shock like 
now that we're coming to the end of the conversation and we were kind of wrapping it up like this, this is shocking to me um i did not expect one of the big names arguably the biggest um you know if 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 i felt this way about a robert eggers movie it'd be obviously i don't really like the witch so it has happened but like <laughs> and even ariasta with hereditary and then midsummer like a lot of these guys kind of do stuff that we're you know back and forth well, I, feel on, like, whereas... I feel like any of these guys could do a horror movie you know flanagan whoever could do stuff that are like you know, just a little bit out of our thing or we don't quite get it or, you know, especially because Eggers is a great example where his movies are so, yeah, in you know, so obsessed with the subject matter. Like, oh, yeah, you need to just be on an island black and white with a fucking lighthouse. Go. It's like, <laughs> what? You know what I mean? And it's like, if that doesn't get you, you're you're in for a long movie. And it's like, but, but with Jordan, I, I felt safe. Like, I felt yeah. like this was a slam dunk. Like, I, I didn't, I, you know... I, as you said earlier on, like if this had been on the absolute level of, of us and get out, then he would have been right up there with the all time. But like, I certainly was like, Oh, this movie is going to be an eight or nine out of 10. Mm. Like, you know, it is going to be a, a great movie. It's going to be a, you know, in our top five of the year. And like, yeah, this, this movie does not make a top 10. I don't think for me. What, what rating would you think you would give it? I don't even know. Like, I feel, I feel like it. It, it would probably be like a five, okay, like, something like that. Where it's like, you know, I don't even know whether it'd be. It's hard to tell. I feel like I've been given so much like peel allowances in my head. <laughs> like, I it, that's why it fucks with me so much because I, I really do feel like I would. I would even lay into this even more. Like, I do feel somewhat like I just don't want to do it because. I love him so much in the movies he's come, like, his last couple. But, like, when I think about my cinema experience, I really got very little from this. Very little yeah. from this. But it just, it didn't, it didn't offend me. Like, that's the thing. If it wasn't a Jordan Peele movie, this movie didn't offend me. It, it didn't, like, actively annoy me. It just passed me by without really raising the needle, except for Gordy. I'd give it, I you know, Gordy definitely gives it a, a, a few points. <laughs> um yeah just before we end we did have some comments from twitter actually um which i am curious to to kind of see now what is the general consensus about this film because i have mm. no idea so I, i've been away from it all but as it's funny reading these few comments we've got on twitter to kind of get a a, a reading um we did have one from liam who said uh, happy nope day fellas uh, just been it and loved it look forward to your review um so yeah liam really liked it i'm glad you enjoyed it liam um we also had another one from uh, the horrific network who said it was okay uh, far from a masterpiece which i've seen it being called um so yeah i guess there's some people out there really liked it i i'm kind of yeah okay is probably in between me and you like i think it's good um yeah I'm certainly not great. okay i'm closer to okay than anything else for sure yeah. um but i'm probably i'm we... probably a bit more harsh on it than what i need to be and, and yeah probably where i'm at like i say is is just okay um we do have another one from cat who says i want to see it but while i've not had any spoilers i hear it's not as horror as such i mean yeah. it, it, it is that is undoubtedly a fact again i don't i can't find the genre conversation so dull but like this is there is uh, one thing that does actually i find interesting is the rating thing because obviously in this country it doesn't mean shit um because as we know the way the bbfc gives uh ratings to films is they just throw a, dart, a dartboard and see what it lands on yeah. um and this just happened to hit 15 
13 rather than 12a but i'm watching it and i'm thinking like obviously some of the gaudy stuff is where the real Gordy. violence is Wait, I swear it comes I'm, like, I'm like how is this i mean i am stunned that this was an r in the in yeah. the states i don't know how this wasn't pg-13 because it's just it doesn't really have anything even the gaudy stuff most of it's implied it's not shown so like it is, I am it is implied like child death though. i know but it's like yeah. it doesn't implied child death get you an r rating in the states these days like, i just i genuinely don't know yeah um, I, I don't know it, it's weird but I, I i know i know what you mean about the genre stuff where like it does become a mute point when it's a fantastic mm. movie but i do also think you know as you know, we are a horror podcast and I do think that is like for the listeners, you know, someone, someone like Kat, who I know likes to watch a lot of, you know, act, you know, horror movies, you know, this is not a horror movie. And I think if, if you're on the, if you're on the fence and you are like, I want to watch a horror movie at the cinema, this is not a horror movie to watch at the cinema. My my counterpoint would be um, we saw Nightmare Alley earlier this mm-hmm. year. I still have no idea what genre that is. No, um, no, it, it, it gets messy. Like I say, the whole conversation does get messy with things. But I just think you know, it it, it is a conversation to be had with with Nightmare Alley as well. I think it was a good conversation to be had because that is genre bending. I, I was going to just say mm. is that I I still don't know. Like I yeah. I love Nightmare Alley. It's still one of my favorite movies of the year. I'm like, mm. does it go in our top ten? Because I, I don't know. I don't even know where we ended up calling it genre. Like it's it's oh, again, no, it's, it's more of a horror movie than this is. But like, I don't know where it ends up. All I know is I loved it. Um, but uh, yeah, and we did have one last comment actually from Twitter. It just said uh, from Bugcatcher who says, uh, "I really want to see it, but I've heard mostly negative reviews. Do you recommend?" Um, obviously, we'll now end on that. But like, so it's interesting. Like, this person said mostly negative. One person saying they've seen it called a masterpiece. They don't agree. One person loved it. Like, seems like this is going to be one that is going to just really divide people. Which, which I love. I think that is uh, that is definitely a sign of a better film, one that can elicit such responses. Obviously, you want it to be like his previous movies that were mostly universally loved. But I do like that this is at least there are certain people that really vibe with this and certain people that won't. Um, it is interesting. But as far as recommendations go, do, do you want to start with your one? I'd say you should watch Upgrade instead. Oh my god. <sighs> that's, a, that's just a new low for the podcast. This is the last thing I expected to be on. After all this hype and excitement, this is where we get. We get to you recommended a movie that you didn't even put in the top ten for that year. This is really hey, where we're at. Reminding me because you told me it wasn't a horror movie and I wasn't a horror movie and then you then you give me shit every year afterwards and I'm like, it would have been number one, mate. If we were allowed to put it, it'd be number one. In the top I'm 10. gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna veto Nightmare Alley this year just to oh, just to, dare you. That is a way better um, But I oh, don't even start. But in terms of nope, um, it, it is a nope for me. Um, I, I wouldn't recommend it. Um, like I say, I, I, didn't, I didn't have that fun just summer blockbuster cinema experience, which I do genuinely think, like when you said it, I do think that's what Jordan was going for. I do think everything you said, the budget... The, the film company, I think that's what they wanted. They wanted this to be Jordan Peele's, you know, Independence Day, whatever, you know, summer UFO blockbuster. And and it didn't deliver as Jordan Peele's third movie of the, you know, what I wanted his, his progression to be. But it also didn't deliver for me for what they wanted it to be as well, which was a summer blockbuster. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a non-recommend, which I just cannot believe. 
I really can't believe it. That's one for the books. This is this is easily one of the most shocking episodes I think in our in our six year history. Um, mm. Which that alone is very interesting. But yeah, for me, I, I would recommend it. I, I think there's enough in there that I enjoyed, and I definitely think as well that it's one that, as time goes on, that recommendation will only go down because I think it's a movie that is by far best seen on the big screen, um, and I don't think watching this at home i would get even remotely as as much fun from um and that's why i'm not interested in watching it again anytime soon um and then yeah but i i agree with you that like obviously this being his third movie is a major disappointment for all of the all of the obviously the the reasons we've already listed but i still had a good time i think if you don't have any skin in the game and you're not this sort of hardcore jordan fan like we are and you'd like ufo movies then definitely go see this for sure um but if you want that same dna because I, I think us and Get Out are very different, but they do share the same DNA, and they feel like they were made by the same genius. Definitely. This Definitely. if you were a Jordan, you know, you call yourself a Jordan Peele fan when you see those two movies. There's there's direct DNA between them. Yeah, and this feels like the the ugly stepchild. This does not feel like it's part of that family. This this is if if this starts being called some sort of trilogy or anything like that, like that's nonsense because this is just not. Yeah, this is a bit like the Cornetto trilogy. It's totally that's a perfect example. Yeah, like (laughs) that really is. Yeah, that's you bang on there. Like this this truly is the world's end to Hot Fuzz and Short of the Dead. Oh, it it really fucking is, and the more you think about it, like it really. Yeah. On that note, I think that's how we end the discussion. This is this is the Jordan Peele Cornetto trilogy. It really is. I can't believe it. It took us this long. Like, well, you've yeah. absolutely nailed it. Like, two of my all-time favorite movies, and in a movie that I have tried and tried and I've tried, tried to, to I've enjoy. I love the world's end so many times, like five times, and every time I don't enjoy it. And I'm like, why do I keep watching this goddamn film? Um, and I'm not going to make that same mistake with Nope. Like, I'll rewatch it at some point. Probably won't be this year because I really don't want to see it again anytime mm-hmm. soon. Um, but I, I'm hoping I'll like it more. But I have a strong suspicion I won't, based upon the reason I just gave for my recommendation. As I think it was just seeing on the big screen hoping there'd be more mysteries than there actually was and then ultimately it just it wasn't that um but yeah wow this was a momentous one that was our discussion of nope Uh, where we take a quick break and we will be right back Oh, that's it. We're we're at the end of the the end of the episode. I can't believe we made it. This is. No, uh, I feel so deflated. The podcast is over. I know it really is. It's kind of wild. I will I will briefly mention something I talked about last week just to kind of bookend the conversation. Um, and at least there'll be something a bit more positive to talk about. Um, even though I obviously had a good time with Nope. Um, but I I did talk about the leftovers last week. Um, obviously watching it. I started well, I'd started watching it a few weeks ago, and then obviously over the course of the the last couple of weeks, I have finished it now. Um, so I obviously won't do anything remotely spoilery. But I I still love the show. I still think it's absolutely fantastic. I am a bit surprised surprised with the um the way this is kind of reviewed as i knew going in it was kind of the general consensus was oh season one's good but it was a bit too grim and then season two and three is where they really nailed it and it's like that's why it's considered one of the best shows of all time um i don't agree with that at all i think I think season three is comfortably my least favorite of the three. Um, And I think that season one 
it is just so powerful with the emotion and the characters is why i loved it so much it's funny that with season two i think i was about midway through it when i spoke last time and mm. i didn't really i couldn't tell how i felt about it but by the end of season two is when the leftovers just fully became lost um they kind of it's when they went full crazy full like oh my god all these shock and reveals and everything and it was it was it was weird because I loved season two by the end of it, but it, the leftovers had suddenly become something which I didn't expect it to be, which was mm. this like unofficial sequel to Lost, and uh, it was weird because I just never expected that. You know, even I knew it was the follow up from Damon and all this other stuff with obviously different people involved. You know, it's based upon a book and stuff, but like it was a weird transition for me where the leftovers didn't feel like Lost at all. Uh, sorry, season one, but then two was when it just fully went like full in on the Lost, yeah, and really, season. Yeah. Three it was when they doubled down on that and obviously not to talk about the ending or spoilers or anything but i can see why people loved it and why people that didn't like the ending of lost loved the ending of the leftovers um i liked them both i oh i love the ending of lost and i think the end the ending of leftovers is very good and yeah overall it's a great show that i, I still definitely recommend you and the listeners uh, watch because it's fantastic tv um but it's it, it was weird how it changed and, really? and i'm surprised that the the critics vibed with that change like on paper i didn't think them just turning it into lost would vibe with people because for years i've just been told how shit lost is by everyone yeah i um, hate people talking to me about lost it's one of my least favorite conversations to have these days oh it's the worst yeah i, I can't I, I shut down those conversations immediately um but yeah, yeah the move I, from... I, at this point i just go yeah it was shit weren't it I do that. I'll just, I'll, I'll still fight people. I, it's, and then, yeah, so moving on from leftovers, it really, I felt this massive void finishing it because I was like, oh, I'm, I was so invested with it and I didn't know what to do with myself. So the only thing I could do is I have started rewatching Lost, which I'm about 10 episodes in already. And nice. it, it's just, I, I, I've, I've, I've mentioned it, on, it so many times. Yeah, I've mentioned it on the show before, and I've, I've, I haven't rewatched Lost since we started the podcast, which mm. is crazy in of itself. Um, but I, the thing I love about Lost the most is I, I love having favorite things. I don't know why; it's just a weird thing about me that I like having a specific favorite thing. Whereas with film, I, I never have had a favorite film, and I never have had a favorite horror film because I just can't choose; it's too difficult. But for the last fifteen years, my favorite TV show, With a Bullet, has always been Lost, and mm. I love that about it that it it will never change like i will never love a show as much as i love lost and just watching it again now i'm immediately reminded why it will Mate, always be my all-time favorite got, like, stranger things final season coming i mean any like stranger things don't tell me that ain't close bro the, oh the, this like stranger things black mirror ash versus evil dead there, there are loads of shows that i adore and, and nailed it for me but yeah my all-time favorite it will never ever ever change it will always be lost for those six sure, seasons um it, it was just incredible and so yeah I, i'm so thankful for it but well, another thing that's mind-blowing when you go back to it, it's just the different era of tv like i remember when a season was 25 episodes yeah i know it's, it's psychotic isn't it like all all of the leftovers is 28 episodes season yeah. one of lost is 25 so it's almost equates to one season of oh. lost is the entirety of the leftovers the thing is as well it just shows how like um drilled we are for it as well because after you talking about um, leftovers, I nearly watched it in the past week when I've had a bit of spare time, and I was like, I, 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 I almost I started to put on episode one, and it was like an hour and ten minutes, mm. and I was like, man, that's a commitment. <laughs> I was like, when am I when am I going to watch that? And so I ended up just rewatching the entire season of Obi Wan because that, <laughs> that took like two and a half hours. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> 
I've got 38 minutes to spare. I can watch an episode of Obi-Wan, then end up watching two episodes, which is longer than one episode of Leftovers anyway. It is funny. Uh, I've sometimes had that mentality, but with the leftovers, I never did. I was like, I was it, for me, it was too short, so I was savoring every minute. Oh, I'm, I'm sure once like once credits roll and I get in, it's just mm. that initial like, and I've had that with so many TV shows. You know, one one for years that people have said that I should watch is Peaky Blinders, mm. and I'm and every time the seasons just accrue that there's more and more out there now, and I'm like, oh, he's got time for five seasons. That's why when you're like, oh, Leftovers is three seasons, it's 20-odd episodes, I'm like, I, I could do that. Yeah, it, I could, I could watch that. it doesn't overstay its welcome. Okay. And I, I can totally see why they returned with a season three to end it, because I think by the end of season two, when it did just become Lost 2.0, it was like, okay, are you really just going to add a shit ton of mysteries for the next five years, or are you just going to end the shit like, while it's still good? Um, so, yeah, it's it's awesome. And, yeah, it, it, it's dovetailed perfectly into my... Uh, rewatch of lost which I'm, i probably won't bring up again because i'm just gonna sit there and enjoy it and maybe i'll talk about it in like a year when i finished it but i'm oh, fucking talking about it every week you're so <laughs> full of shit i'm honestly not because it's like does anyone really want to hear that like no but that doesn't new... yeah true <laughs> That is that is very true, but it's like if you were watching Lost as well, maybe I would. But I'm not just going to bring it up for the sake of it. But but it is. I did want to bring it up just because. Yeah, it is my favorite. I I've, I've, I've mentioned we'll it before. Uh, what we'll do is when we'll launch this. This is the time for us to launch Patreon. <laughs> yeah. And what we'll do is you can you can have a spin off Lost podcast, and I'll have a spin off Terminator Two rewatch every week <laughs> podcast, and uh, we'll we'll go for that. Yeah, I'll do Psycho Goreman as well. I mean, you you could just you know you you'll still be on the Terminator podcast. Just humor humor at me. Like yeah. I've seen Lost enough that I can I can not rewatch it and still experience. Be like, oh, the hatch, cool. Like you know, <laughs> so yeah, you'll still get the duo, um, yeah. but it will just it will just be a very different vibe. Yeah, well, why not? Hey, I feel, like it, I feel like it would almost be the same conversation. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. It, it, it'd be almost the same as this podcast, to be honest. Um, yeah, I feel like I feel like I might do an experiment at some point when there's a ne- when we've done the Wes Craven retrospective and it, we've got a quiet spell. We may just have multiple episodes that are labeled Terminator Two. How <laughs> 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 many weeks we could talk about Terminator Two and see if the needle changes. <laughs> Well, what we should we should have it where it's just you're talking about it and you can only talk about t2 and i'm talking and i can only mm. talk about pg and see what that conversation yeah. would sound like <laughs> i feel like these are great ideas that we should have off air and, and start yeah. to, to i feel like we're, we're we're very close to something special here yeah for sure that's that's the spin-off coming in 2023 but yeah next week um we got a little movie called prey which is on the uh, back burner oh, been out I on like, disney like plus yeah, the last one was great. It was in our top ten, which is mental. Because um, it was a great film at the cinema that I've only seen once and didn't want to ever rewatch, but it was good. Um, I don't think I've ever seen it again, and I, I would quite like to rewatch it to be honest. But you know, yeah, it was fun. the time. But yeah, it we'll be talking fun. about Prey next week, and then later that same week, we're going to be off to a, a little place called Fright Fest, just around oh the corner. Goodness. Oh my goodness. Yeah, exciting times. We're, we're finally back after, what, three years away from the sort of uh, physical event, which is crazy. Um, it doesn't so long. Yeah, it doesn't feel that long, but... Um, no, I don't know. It kind of does. <laughs> yeah, like, what? so what did we see in 2019? It was like... Mate, we're, we're not going down that road <laughs> right now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even think. What was there the opening day? Can you remember? Was that, was that the Elijah Wood movie? 
Oh yeah, was it Come to Daddy? Come to Daddy, yeah. Like, yeah, I do. You're right. We shouldn't have. We're done. We shouldn't have Come to Daddy. <laughs> there was some good shit. Anyway, yeah. um, and there, I'm sure there'll be some good shit this year. So yeah, and we'll have all that to talk about in the coming weeks. But yeah, pray next week. Also, just as a quick aside, just in case people wonder why we're not talking about certain movies, there is like multiple horror movies out again in the states that we're just not getting right now. So if you're wondering why movies such as Fall, which is out in the states, mm-hmm. and um, A24's Bodies, 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 neither of those are out in the UK right now. So I'm just not even talking about it because I just I'm so over it at this point. Um, we'll we'll see movies when when the world deems that we can see them um but yeah unless it's a movie like nope that's crushing disappointment i just don't have any disappointment left to give at this point um no i think we we opened talking about a new saw movie we then discussed nope like uh, i feel pretty shit to be honest yeah that's why i'm glad i got to mention like my favorite tv show of all time and also yeah like genuinely watching leftovers over the past few weeks has been incredible and yeah you should definitely watch it and everyone else should. i had a bang in time re-watching obi-wan i enjoyed it way more second time around than the first time if anyone cares on my hot takes on star wars yeah i loved it yeah we've gone a bit too long to go into the star wars <laughs> but I, I do I want to rewatch it because i yeah i feel like we were both pretty similar on our first watches of, of liking it but not loving it so uh, i'm, I'm curious. much higher now yeah. i'm genuinely much higher now just just this is specifically only for you at this point but <laughs> i'm much higher now <laughs> you, you can sit down and start the show mate <laughs> Yeah, on that, that is it. Uh, That is episode 308. Uh, Thanks for listening as always, and we'll see you again very soon. See you later, everyone.